It's your host, Holly, and it's time for a little teaser talk. Happy Teaser Talk Tuesday, everyone. I have only been waiting since like September of last year for this interview. Welcome, David, from Living Dark Days. Living in, oh my gosh, I totally fucked that one up. We're going to have to do that. Dark days. Living Dark Days. Yeah, let me do that again, though, because I was like, for me, like in my head, I was like, living in dark days. But I was like, no, it's living dark days. Sorry. Okay, let's try this one more again. Happy Teaser Talk Tuesday, everyone. Well, I've only been waiting since like September of last year for this interview. Welcome, David, from Living Dark Days and Even in Death. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been waiting a while, right? Yeah, I'm like, it's been an, an episode in the making of the anticipation building. So appreciate you being here. Um, well, let's kick this episode off, David, for listeners who aren't familiar with who you are and all the rad music that you are a part of, both as part of being in band and producing, and we'll definitely get into that later. Can you give us an introduction and story of how you got into the music industry? Yeah, for sure. Um, music has been uh, a passion for a, a long time. I started playing drums when I was about 10. I think I'd made a, a deal with my dad. And uh, so he bought my first drum set and I annoyed the hell out of my neighbors. Um, my neighbor was a dentist who would remind me every time I went in to see him how loud I was and how much he enjoyed, you know, as if the dentist isn't uh, scary enough. So, but I did probably what everybody does, right? You just you, you pick your instrument, you start playing it. And then at some point, People are either content with what they're doing or they want more. So I kind of self-taught myself to play drums. And then I started hearing these other noises in my head, started playing guitar, and then got into a couple of bands and, you know, met a lot of great people along the way. And then we went into the studio once and I left pretty underwhelmed. I mean, it's a phenomenal spot here in, in San Antonio, Texas. And I was like, I wonder if I could do that. So that began the whole engineering and production route. And since then, I, it's been, you know, 20 plus years of rock and roll. That is a crazy story. Well, first off, I really thought you were going to say I made a deal with the devil. But then you said my dad. No, no. <laughs> there was that. I, I hope I didn't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. No, my dad's great. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's been super supportive. That's awesome to hear. And yeah, definitely traumatic experience with the dentist. So yeah, well, well, I'm glad you made it through and he didn't discourage you. But yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate you sharing that intro. Yeah. So for listeners, it's so funny because we actually met in Rock, Oklahoma 2023, yep. which was yep. freaking epic. I mean, oh my gosh. Awesome. Like awesome. it was um cool because like you guys had your crew there but you were there so you weren't you guys weren't even playing th that last year no. you guys were actually there just to support bad allison and your friends there so i think that was really cool to yeah. kind of see you guys like 
have a whole little posse. And of course, the teaser talk crew. And then you got the San Antonio crew. We quickly made friends for the weekend. It yep. became like festival, festival buddies. So that was fun. There's lots of good music, yeah. lots of good drinks, lots of good sports in the eyes from Gore. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, so even in Death played Rock, Oklahoma the year prior, um, yeah. and it, which was great. And we met so many great people there that going back, you know, Bad Allison was fortunate, you know, to play last year, which uh, their singer Lynette is, is even on Death's bass player, Anthony, that's his wife. So yeah. we were there in, in, in full support mode, doing whatever we could to, uh, to help out. But I, we were excited for Bad Allison to play, but we were looking forward to seeing, you know, Dean and, and you know, the, the, just the whole crew, right? The, we spent almost all of our time in the press tent last year. Uh, yeah. Or the year prior, even in Death Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we met everybody. I mean, the, the crew, I, I was saying when we left last year that, like, I haven't been to a ton of festivals, but this one's got to set the bar. I, everybody takes care of everybody. The the lineups are always killer. There's always some bands that, you know, you may have heard of, but you're not super familiar with that you get to know better. And it's just the most down-to-earth, coolest you know, festival that, that I've ever been a part of. You know, I'm born and raised in Oklahoma and Rocklahoma is obviously a big thing here, but like last year was my first year to actually go. And of course, as you know, I was there with media and yep. it was, it quickly became one of my favorites because of all the things you had just said, like the, the culture. I mean, it was just fun times where I had all the way around. It was good. Yeah. You know, the other cool thing about Rocklahoma, a lot of people probably don't even realize this, but a lot of the bands, I mean, there, there's music is everywhere these days, right? So, and, and people, I mean, you have your rock star level bands and you have your other bands, right? Which are, a lot of them are like rock star level, but you don't realize that, you know, there's plenty of times where you're walking around Rocklahoma and you're, might be listening to, right next to the person that you're looking forward to seeing on stage tomorrow you just don't like click because they're not up on the stage behind their instrument you know it was amazing i mean you, you saw when we were walking around right we would be chatting with people and then we would go out through the little exits and it's like i wonder how many people are looking over there saying like oh you know what i i just saw them on stage with from ashes to new and now they're over there getting a you know, whatever right it's like it just it's, it's such a cool little you know, it's not a little place. It's a massive place, but it's a cool like experience. A, yeah, it definitely is. Like, I, I did not uh, make it to the campgrounds last year, but it's definitely yeah. going to happen this year. I've got to make it happen because it sounds like I missed out on a lot of activities. There's a lot of buzz. Yeah. But like, I guess there's a bunch of like different like themed parties and like yeah. there's like it's almost like a city within it, like within it, because you see like there's like these like different levels of people, like how like they like. um you have like the, like the older, quieter people, and then you have like the yeah. wild party animals, and then you have all this other stuff. And I think it was you. I'm pretty sure it was you that was telling me about like they have like even down to like strip, like stripper, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> in the bed of a truck. I mean, it's like so all these true in, tr in true Oklahoma fashion in the back of a truck. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, that's like the fine line between Oklahoma and Texas. We we, we don't normally have it in the back of a truck, but we have a band. <laughs> something like that but or a bus but but yeah you, like so that was another thing the year prior when we played 
we can't. And our next, you know, our next door neighbors, you know, we're chatting with them and stuff and we're getting some things out of the truck. And they were like, why do you have all the stuff with you? And I'm like, well, we're about to go play. And they thought it was like the coolest thing, you know, they're like, oh, we need some autographs and we need this and that, you know, and, but it just goes to show, I mean, we love to camp out there, you know, you're just connected with people and you have a, a blast and uh, it's, it's just, I love Rocklahoma. I will go every year, whether it's playing and support, hanging out every year, it's, it's, it'll be a staple. It's- yeah, it's crazy because like I had it. Um, like I, I'm not gonna lie, I need running water. I need like <laughs> running hot water. I need indoor plumbing. Water. You could run with some water, but you know. Yeah. So like, definitely camping was not my experience last year. So um, of course, prior Oklahoma is a small town in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, it's kind of close to Tulsa for those listening in. But I, uh, I think we ended up staying at the uh, Hard Rock. Yeah, because first world problems with my Tesla I had to be close to a charger and then that was always like kind of something so I'm like maybe next year I need to get like a gas like rent a gas vehicle so that I don't <laughs> I don't have to inconvenience but yeah that's like a crazy bus a bougie bus and some generators you could plug in your Tesla and, and yeah something awesome. like my little helicopter pad come and fly and no, I'll joke it'll be, in, it'll, be it'll be a total irony right we'll get you a generator so that you can charge your Tesla <laughs> Correct. So question for you, and I already know this answer because this is one of the questions I'd asked you when we were speaking at Rocklahoma is tent or RV. Ooh, you can't. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm hardcore. I have a tent, but I got to qualify it. So like when I set my tent up, I have an AC unit in there and a generator running AC. So, um, you know, I've actually never camped in an RV. I've I've slept on a bus and you know slept in an RV like touring and stuff, but I've I've never like parked it and that's where we stayed, you know, for a weekend. So um I think next year will be the first year. I'm like committed yeah, to Yeah, you guys are bringing the bus, right? Are you bringing is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to bring bring the bus next year and and try to tuck it into our 40 by 40 foot area. Hey, so we'll say park. save a couch cushion on the floor for me because yeah, you got it. I cannot. You got it. I can't camp. I can't camp on the ground. I'm, I did it was little, but yeah, not anymore. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, it does suck. But you know, the other thing too is like you're, you're so hammered by the time you get to your tent, you really don't care. I mean, last this, this past go around, I was walking up, and a buddy of mine had flown up from San Antonio, and he was just kind of hanging out, you know, watching all the shows. And as I'm walking back to the tent, if you want to call it walking, I see him there and some dude just goes and like passes out in his tent, you know, in my buddy's tent. And I'm like, hey, man, this isn't your spot. And he gets up and he's like, I, I don't know where I am. So we just kind of like got him back to the road and sent him on his way. But that that's, you know, the other part of being in the campgrounds is you really yeah, don't know. Big negative on the randos crashing in my tents too. Like yeah, I get it. That yeah, RV either. Our, our next door neighbor had a a toy hauler, like you know, small old pull behind trailer, and and that dude actually walked into their trailer once trying to pass out in their trailer too. Wow. So that's wild. Doors. 
That's funny. So um, you guys played in 2022, and I know that they Rock Oklahoma has this thing that like you can't play back to back years. Yeah. Are you guys yep. looking to play this year at Rock Oklahoma or like? Yeah, yeah, we hope so. There was, you know, when when we played in 2022, um, we knew pretty early, but I think like word has gotten out. I mean, number one, the Deb concert stage that they have there is really cool, right? Because it gives you know unsigned. Uh, I shouldn't really say unsigned, but up and coming bands, uh, a venue to play, right? And it's it's always been competitive, but I think the word is out and it's become really competitive. So uh, we submitted, you know, both bands obviously for this year, and there's already like 180 people trying to get to that stage, and I, and I don't know, there's probably 12 to 15 slots, so. You know, it's 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 tough, and then you also have to fit the mix of the bill, right? Because there's always a national headliner, you know, uh, band, and so if it's if it's going to be more of a rock and roll band, then you know, even in death might fit. If it's more of like a from ashes to new style or something something newer with, you know, that bigger sound, you know, the more modern sound, then maybe it's living dark days. So you just there's a bit of a bit of luck to it as well. Well, it helps that you have like a double chance of entering in with the two different styles of the band. So yeah. that's cool. Well, um, yeah. my fingers are crossed for you guys for, yeah, for getting in. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, so yeah, let's go back to you, I guess. So this is an interview for you. And here we are talking yeah. 15 minutes about Rocklahoma. But so what have you been up to since Rocklahoma? I know you're a busy guy. Yeah. So uh, this is like we're in you know, winter, obviously. So this is this is the time where you don't see a lot of shows. Most bands are, and there's some tours that are going on, but for the most part, after you get past late fall through like the spring, that's when everybody tucks away and hides out and records and does all that type of stuff. So uh, even in death has new music that I've been working on. Um, we've got, plus all, bands always share members with other bands, right? So this might be a little the web that we weave here for a minute, but um, even in death has new music that we're working on Our one of our guitar players. And even in death is in another band called the crown. They're getting ready to head out for about a, a month with a number of folks, Cottonmouth Kings and, and several others kind of up and around the West coast and then back down through the middle of the U S. Um, so I produce their music as well. Um, and so that that's been busy they've been kind of like redoing their old catalog plus putting some new stuff together which has been fun we've been working on songs with living dark days uh i've been writing uh some stuff with uh, the guys in kingdom collapse with jonathan uh singer for kingdom collapse we've got a show coming up with them february the 10th here in san antonio so just a lot of stuff you know and it's it's for anybody that's been in the studio you know out of your listeners it's a time-consuming process right it's one thing to record it and get it done well and i always kind of say like that's where the real time the real time gets spent in the mix it takes forever and nobody's ever happy with it 100 percent. so i got friends sending me stuff left and right and uh you know what do you think about this we just recorded it here so it's just it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of fun um but it's it's a lot of work What's your favorite process or the favorite like part of recording of the recording process and why? 
you know, like for me, I'll have these, you know, like I said earlier, these sounds in my head. I I know what I what I want to get. And so I think it's kind of like finding where those two things meet, right? Where like the idea that I have, what I hear in my head, I find all the bits and pieces that I need to to actually make that sound come out or somebody else can hear it. So like for me, it's kind of that process of searching for for the tone and for the sound. Um, I really hate recording, to be honest with you. Like it's, it's it sucks. It's a long process. It's a lot of over and over and over and redundancy, you know, and, and like the further you get along in your career doing that stuff, it's all those small little details, the stuff that others probably will never hear that like bands can get caught up on. And it's like, look, guys, we hear it because we've spent hours and hours and hours with this. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, if we put it out right now, we'll, we're the only ones that will hear it. So just like no paralysis by analysis. You have to get stuff out. And so that that's, I'd say the other, I guess, convincing people that like it's done. You know, you can do it a thousand different ways, but it's never going to be more done. So. Yeah, hundred percent. I I couldn't imagine like having to go through that, but it sounds like it's good to hear that you get the the noises out of your head, and good to hear that you have yeah. noises and not voices. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I I can't sing, so there's no danger of voices coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Just the sounds. That's funny. Yeah. So it's cool that you have like the two different bands that you're in. Can you kind of briefly describe the two different sounds for people who aren't uh, familiar with the band, so that way we can kind of go into the rabbit hole of of that as well yeah yeah for sure so i'll start with living dark days um i would say it's it's a it's a modern you know rock type of of sound right we there's six members in the band so we've got you know buster is our is our singer he's been I mean, he's one of the premier vocalists i, I say san antonio because that's where we're from but i mean he's 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 been all over i mean just a, a massive powerful voice uh we have albert on guitar uh, who's multi-instrumental, you know, comes from like more of that, that, you know, Latin background. So, I mean, there's a lot of really cool uh, scales and stuff that he's familiar with that, that he brings in. Uh, we've got my neighbor, Saul, uh, who's in the band now. He's, he's more of our, of our lead intricate, you know, loves the, the, um, you know, Polaris style of, of music with that big ambient guitar tones. Uh, Justin is our third guitarist. We've got three. And so uh, Justin, our third guitarist, is a jack of all trades. He's a phenomenal piano player, gives lessons. He can play some drums. I mean, everybody in the band really plays multiple, multiple instruments. So uh, Rob is our bass player. He's a fantastic vocalist. In fact, he was a front man for like 20 years and just, you know, he plays bass. So we did, um, I say we, I wasn't in in the project yet, but, um, but the band did an EP that that has been released just little by little with a guy named Justin Reimer. He was in 12 stones at the time he was in Memphis. Now he's in Florida. So there's, I'd say the sound is, is, is um, there's a lot of bigness to it. Like our vocalist has got so much power. He's, he's just hits all these notes and finds these incredible harmonies. You know, we, we, we cheat and we use backtracks um to to fill in stuff i know everybody debates about that right like we're we we play everything but we've got little elements in the back right like your little synths and stuff like that there's six of us and we've got 
you know, 200 tracks in a song, right? So you, you, you've got to bring some of that stuff. You can't have 200 people on stage, right? So, um, <laughs> so, but, but, but it's that more modern sound. So, um, We've done some covers. We did a cover of Lewis Capaldi's Someone You Loved and put more of a rock yeah, flair on it. I actually just listened to that right before we hopped on because obviously yeah. I've listened to your music before, but I was like, I always like before I get on an interview with somebody just to listen to a couple of tracks. And that was actually one of them I listened to. I was like jamming it out. So that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's, it's a cool take, right? Because that's such a, yeah. like a, I don't know, kind of like a saddish type of song, you know, but when you turn it into a rock song, it yeah. sounds totally different, you know? So that that's living dark days. Um, even in death is more of your like Texas metal rock and roll. It's just it's more of just a a, a raw balls to the wall type of sound, you know. Where living dark days is very polished, and there's you know it's like the devils in the details or the angels in the details, however you want to say it. Even in death is certainly less clean. I mean, very you know produced very well, but it's just more of a speed power aggressive type of type of rock you know more of a metal more of a metal sound so um it's it's yeah i mean i think it's it's cool being a both right because it's it's totally yeah. different to, to play both styles and it just i think it keeps things fresh so, i like it i like it a yeah. lot that's awesome so yeah. when you guys are all getting together and doing stuff let's talk music in your like music videos yeah have you guys yeah. is, what's like i guess the thing i would start this uh this next section with is tell us the most challenging music video shoot that you have been a part of like what was your most memorable moments from it yeah um so we have we have my neighbor saw his his dad owns this uh this company where they put those really nice big awnings over like car dealerships and stuff and playgrounds and so he's got like this whole facility over there and we joked around because there's this this back corner of of one of his buildings where he was going to have just like extra storage but he put a bathroom in there so we call it matamoris you know it's just it's kind of like a little joke so we shot a video in matamoris um and so the singer and drummer from the crown like this web that we weave, right so mm -hmm. we made, i produced their stuff he does some videos for us. So his name's Mark Coronado. Um, and uh, so he shot our video. And the day before we shot, it was beautiful. That night, it poured down rain. And so the entire floor was soaked. And we've got lights and electronics and all of this stuff that has to be on the ground, right? So just squeezing this thing out, making sure it gets all cleaned up and dried up enough to where nobody's getting electrocuted. We're not going to lose equipment. Uh, was a bit of a hassle, but the video came out great. Um, that's probably been the most challenging, you know, like, well, I'll, I'll do another one. I, I just stood in for a video, uh, for two videos, actually, with Kingdom Collapse. Nice. Uh, the first video, I was kind of like the the side dude um, and the girl. Like the side that, chick, but you're the side dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like the side dude. So, I mean, you know, check that box, super accomplished, right? Um <laughs> So, but it was it was really kind of cool. The guy that put that together, uh, his name's Kevin. He owns a company called Crooked Media and does phenomenal work with with a lot of San Antonio area groups. You know, West Creek and um, uh, you know many many others. Um, but so that video was really cool because the way he goes about it, it's more a storyline. And so I show up and 
uh, Aaron, their bass player for Kingdom Flaps, goes, do you, do you know what, what part you're playing? I said, I have no idea. And he's like, you're going to be a Sancho. And I was like, okay, so I do that. You know, it's pretty pretty basic. But watching it come together at the end was just incredible, right? So, you know, I had this little tiny little part, but there was so much stuff that they had done prior to that. It was about this relationship. It was a cover of of Young Blood. I think like Five Seconds of Summer did that song originally. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really, really cool song, really great, really great cover that they did. But I think watching it come together was really cool. It kind of reminded me of like what I do with music. Kevin's able to do with video. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so like you know, that's a totally different eye for stuff. Um, I had my son in a vid in in a video for for the crown, uh -huh. and it was cool watching that whole thing come together. You know, it's just, um, yeah. So oh, that's awesome. That's really cool though to have him a part of it. That's really rad. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. Like I'll look back on it and be like, look, that's a little you know five year old, mm. five year old hanging out. <laughs> Very cool. Always, I think it was the uh, I remember, you remember a snake bite whiskey from Rocklahoma that yeah, I'm sure you had my best for a wild. Yeah, they yeah, were like talking about music videos, and I'm like, Oh, I Brandy was like, Hey, if you ever need somebody to do music videos, Holly's the perfect person. I'm like, Yeah, I would do the best like creeper in the corner at a bar, like no other. <laughs> well, then we're gonna hire you for the next one. You can be the creeper in the corner. I could be totally, yeah, totally the creeper. Creeper in the corner. It's like, what is that person doing? They look weird. Right. But yeah, <laughs> anyways, that's crazy. David, it's, <laughs> it's so crazy cool to hear. Like, you got like, crazy what? War eyes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like nervous. I'm not gonna lie. One of the guys actually, I think it was their manager, sent me a message on Instagram of that the picture of my eyes, and they're yeah. like, epic. I'm like, yeah. Luckily, I still have my eyesight. So that was a see. We got a shoot story. All right. So at Rocklahoma. Holly and and the singer for Even and Death, Sean, go out into the front of the crowd during Guar's set, and they come back and they're just they're Guar, you know, they're, they're freaking purple. And then we go to watch Rob Zombie and Pantera, <laughs> and Holly's eyes, like her contacts, have been dyed purple, you know. So it was weird. It's, kind of it's funny, always like know? the inside joke because uh, my friend Scotty, you didn't meet him because he was only there for Friday, but um, he was there and he, whenever he laughed on uh, Saturday morning, he was like, all right, you guys behave. Don't get pink right. eye. Like just like joking, like don't be gross. And I'm like, right, right. well, I got pink eye, but not like the infectious pink eye. Yep. <laughs> Different type of pink eye. I see this like this light is coming in and it's glaring. So we've got a glare. Right, cool. The sun has shifted. Yeah, it's really cool to see, like, and hear that you have all these different talents, all these different parts of the process that you're kind of involved with when it comes to not only creating the music or playing the music, but also really producing it. Um, yeah. Now, as, as a producer and like an engineer, I'm curious, like, when you take on clients and you take on these bands, what are the qualities that you look for in a band or an artist to make them really stand out? That's a good question. I mean, I think the most important thing is, e even though I'm in bands and, and musical, it's important to know, like, what are they hiring you for? Are they hiring you because they like a sound that you produce? Like, they like your style and what you what you put together at the end of it, which would be more of the engineer? Or are they hiring you because they want your input, which would be more of the producer side? Or is it both? So I think, like, just knowing... 
what lane you're going to be in is really important for anybody that's trying to get into that, right? Because you have some bands who they know exactly what they want. They really don't want your input, but you know, gear is expensive and going to a studio is, is expensive. And so they're not just going to, you know, buy all the stuff and do it themselves. They just need pretty much you because you know how to use your gear versus somebody who's like, we have this song, but we like, help us bring it to life. You know, like you get done recording the stuff and they're like, go wild with all of that background stuff, you know, which is more of that production element or, and when you, as you get to know, like repeat people, like with the crown, you start to gain this level of trust, right? Where they'll send over some, some drums, I'll mix it. Anthony will come do guitars. And from that point, it's like, we've got a template. It goes together pretty well. And there's like some creative freedom to try some stuff. And I'll be like, you know, if you like it, great. And if you don't, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, but I think to answer your question more directly, I, did, I don't want to be involved in something just because. Like, just because somebody wants to come pay you doesn't necessarily mean that I want to do it. And yeah. uh, like, if I'm not really into the music and I know it's going to be kind of hard for me to, to feel it, or if they really don't know exactly what they're trying to do, the studio is an expensive place to practice. So mm-hmm. like get it together first. Um, I'd say th- those are probably the ones that I shy away from, but other than that, you know, I, I love working with people. And in fact, I'm, I do a lot for up and coming bands. Yeah, I've been fortunate to have people who have helped me along the way, who have introduced me to people, who showed me things, and so I, I try to, I try to return that favor and and I guess you know pay it forward to a lot of these up and coming folks in our area. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. That's really cool. So as far as the producing side and the engineering process, can you give us a glimpse into that creative process that you have? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I'll just, I mean, as a drummer, I'll just go with, with drums, right? It's if you're going to mic a guitar cab, you know, you've got one or two mics, you can pick some different heads and stuff, but at the end of the day, you know, for the average listener, a guitar is an electric guitar and you know, it goes through an amp out of a speaker and into a microphone. Um, Drums is an example. Like I've got a room full of drums. You know, my, my house is, the living room is is huge. It's like you know forty by, I don't know, probably like forty by twenty or sixty by twenty or whatever it is. Right, it's massive. Mm-hmm. I have microphones all over the place. You know, there's probably you know twelve microphones around the kit. You know, for close mics on toms and cymbals and this and that. I've got mics, you know, room mics that are on the other side of that. I've got a microphone in my in my master bedroom down the hall you know that records just these ambient boom thuds and like you have to know where you're going to go with it to put mm-hmm. all that stuff in the right place you know and so you've all, you almost have to like begin with the end in mind to um to approach things different and then i think that's where when you're working with bands to say like look i know that this is not how youtube says to do it mm-hmm. right like the microphone's behind your cabinet, you know, but I need 
I need something from behind here. I need some something to darken up this super sharp guitar tone. So I think like figuring out that stuff is yeah. part of the process. You, you have to do your pre-production stuff. Otherwise, um, you know, again, it's the studio is a very expensive place to practice. I, I can't afford to practice on a paying client. I practice on people who, you know, I kind of want to invest back into. Yeah. Right. So I'll have I'll have younger bands come do it for free because I want to try a bunch of dumb stuff that probably doesn't make any sense right and so it's safe to fail with people that you're doing it for free you know and and we agree on that up front that's awesome well it's cool that you really work with those up-and-coming bands because like you said yourself you know you had people help you along the way what advice would you give to aspiring musicians who are just starting their industry in the journey i would you know just do it it that's it's so cliche but you just have to do it um like growing up i was i hated public speaking hated public speaking <laughs> my palms would sweat it was like the the eminem song right like all of that true <laughs> your knees weak and your arms are heavy <laughs> yeah exactly but i go up there and get behind drums and i just don't even pay attention to it and so i i like you just got to do it don't be afraid to go up there and hit a wrong note on your guitar don't yeah. be afraid to to screw up a song like my worst fear when I started playing was, holy shit, I forgot this part of the song. Just yeah. keep playing, keep playing. The the first or second gig I played with Even in Death when I started to fill in, um, that, that came about because their their drummer Frankie, who passed away from cancer, I was it was a, a great friend of mine. And so I was I was there just in case, and um, in case he, you know, just couldn't physically get through and there was a couple shows he couldn't because he was going through treatment so we were opening for infected rain at a show here in san antonio and I, it wasn't even me our guitar player forgot an entire verse <laughs> and we just quickly fumbled through it right but nobody stopped you just keep going yeah. and it, everybody will find each other and i think like knowing your part as a drummer i'm just gonna keep going everybody's gonna have to find the beat and while we find the beat then playing guitar as a drummer i can look behind and i can tell where they are on their instrument right so i can i know exactly kind of where to sync back up but if you're young and you're getting going just do it just go don't be afraid of of it your songs are gonna probably not be very good your tones probably aren't gonna be very good you're gonna have the biggest crowds right when you're young everybody's gonna come to your shows because it's the cool thing to go do so take advantage of having your friends and your family. They don't have, you know, places to be and things to do, right? Just just yeah. go for it. And, That's awesome advice. Yeah. That's great advice. So, David, I appreciate you being on before we put a bow on this episode. What can fans look forward to in 2024 from you, Live in Dark Days, and Even in Death? Yes. For me, there'll be music from Live in Dark Days, music from Even in Death. Uh, there'll be music from the Crown that will be coming out, and a, a few other few other projects that are being worked on in, in talks. So I've got I have some solo side project stuff that's coming out just on my own. You know that songs that aren't right for Living Dark Days, they're not right for Even in Death. So I have this little you know fake solo project, whatever you want to call it, called Forty Minutes of Fame because that's kind of your average set list on stage. <laughs> so. 40 minutes of fame will have will have you know the b side of what i what i call stuff that i write that doesn't really land here or there 
Um, there'll be music videos. There'll be plenty of shows. We're working on a couple of, of you know, small runs with Even and Death, small runs with, with uh, Live in Dark Days. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be an active year. It's going to be, a, I'll, I'll probably do more from the studio side of things that I will playing live in 2024, but, but I'll certainly get out and do some, some, some shows in 2024 for sure. So. Well, and hopefully Rocklahoma is on that list too as well. Hopefully Rocklahoma. Yes, it needs to be. It needs to be. We bring it. It's required. It is a necessity. That's awesome. So for, (laughs) for, for those listening in and maybe you captured someone's attention when it comes to maybe they're looking for somebody to produce their music or something, some of your services outside of your band, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on most of the social platforms, just, you know, David McGilvery, search me and uh, you find the picture of the guy behind the drum set. Um, the, the company is Method Media Group. And so um, I, I don't post a whole lot on there because so much of it is just, you know, like local word of mouth. But hit me up any any one of those ways for, you know, whatever you need. Right. I mean, in the world of the Internet, I, I can you know do session work on drums. I can remote mix. I can consult, you know, if you've got something and you just don't really know where you want to take it because you're doing it on your own and you just need an, an, an ear and an opinion. Just hit me up. Let's work. Awesome. You guys make sure to hit David up on all the social media platforms. And David, again, thank you so much for being on. This was thank well you. worth the wait. And hopefully yeah. we'll be able to connect again at Rocklahoma and do a part two um, interview for what, for sure. We absolutely will. Absolutely will. Uh, Awesome, yeah. everyone. Well, yeah. until next. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish that thought. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're awesome. Well, awesome, everyone. Until next week, keep rocking. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Teaser Talk. Head over to teasertalk.com to subscribe so you don't miss out on another episode. Until next week, keep rocking.